Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk About Sleep Baby podcast, a podcast for tired and busy parents where we will share all of the tips, tricks and strategies to have your little one sleeping soundly again. I'm your host Ash Perry and the founder of Sleeps and Leaps Consulting and I can't wait to get stuck into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Let's Talk About Sleep Baby podcast. I hope you all had a really lovely weekend and enjoyed some sunshine wherever you are. So in today's episode, launching straight in, we are going to be talking about early rising. This has been quite a hot topic of recent um, conversations that I've had in my DMs with parents out there. And I think a lot of that might be to do with um, the lead up to if you're in an area where daylight savings has been approaching, which happened on the weekend for Victoria um, and many other factors that can contribute to early rising. And I think most parents out there experience this at some stage with their little baby. So I thought it was a really good time to talk about early rising, why it can happen and some strategies to work through um, getting through that, which can feel really tough at the time. So a couple of quick, easy fixes and the things that I always recommend checking first. And this kind of goes for a lot of the troubleshooting style things that parents come up against when um, working with their babies or changing baby sleep is to check the sleep environment. So we really want to create that perfect sleep haven for your little one to, um, you know, get the perfect amount of sleep and be able to be really conducive to the onset of sleep and staying asleep. So in terms of checking the sleep environment, the first thing, so when we're thinking about those early morning wakes, usually it's around about that four or five o'clock in the morning that most parents experiencing when they have the early rises, um, is to check for the light creeping in. So obviously if you are in an area where daylight savings has just changed over, the light creeping in in the morning can be a really big factor that can contribute to early rising. So regardless of where you are in Australia or in the world, I'm just checking those early hours of the morning to see, you know, there's not a a nightlight that creeps in at nighttime or the early hours, um, the sun starts to come up, light could be creeping through the side of the blinds that might be disrupting your baby and remembering that in these early hours of the morning, your baby is generally on the in the lighter surfaces of sleep. So it can be a little bit tricky to get them back to sleep once they do wake up and it's very, very easy for them to, to, to become awake in the first place. So check for light creeping in, check for sounds as well. So sometimes depending on where you're living, there might be more cars on the road. You might suddenly, there might be some external noise factors that are coming through at that 5am in the morning or around that time. So see if there's anything else around them that might be suddenly disturbing them at that hour. And these are really the quick and easy fixes if it is something along these lines to check first. Um, Also too, just household noise, parents that might go to work early, alarms going off, that's another big one. Parents' alarms can, you know, suddenly startle a baby awake at that hour and temperature as well. So generally the coldest hours of the morning can be between 3 and 5 a.m. So just check how your little one's temperature is in their room and if it is something that you can control by, you know, putting an oil heater on if it's winter, um, just so it doesn't drop off too much. Your baby has been laying still for quite a long time by this point that sometimes their body temperature just has dropped that degree or two um, and they wake up feeling a bit chilly and it can be really hard to get them back to sleep. So like I said, those sort of sleep environment checks can be the first place to start because they're really easy fixes if it is something along the lines of, um, you know, light creeping in. You could look at some blackout light, 
blackout blinds if it's um, noise you could look at a white noise machine if you're not already using one and again temperature if you have the ability to control it so they're the easy ones the next thing in early rising and probably one of the most common reasons why you might have an early riser is there's something a little bit off with the nap routine the awake windows there might be a little bit too long of a stretch of awake time before bed Um, the day naps there's just an imbalance with day, day sleep versus is night sleep. So really going back to, is your little one getting the right amount of day sleep? So we want, we don't want to overdo it because your baby will have reached capacity by those early hours of the morning. If Bubs is having too much day sleep, their night is probably going to be cut short and could be contributing to a 4.30 or 5am wake up. Not enough though, on the flip side, which makes it sound very hard, I know, not enough day sleep can really add to those cortisol or stress levels and sleep overall just becomes a lot more disruptive when your baby's constantly overtired, everything you, you, I'm sure you've experienced it before. Everything becomes a battle more overnight wakes, early rising can start to come through. So really, I suppose getting back to the root cause of what, if if it's not an environmental factor, as I just spoke about, is it something that's a little bit off with their routine? And it can be something very simple, like, you know, you might've had a really solid routine with your baby at six months of age and everything was cruising along really nicely. And now suddenly they're eight months old and their sleep needs have changed a little bit. A baby's sleep needs change all the time. So kind of reviewing what what amount of day sleep and night sleep we're trying to achieve, where their naps should fall, those types of things can really be beneficial to review on kind of a monthly basis as your little one gets older and try and, you know, have the as minimal disruption to their overnights and day sleep as possible. So they're going back to the routine can be really beneficial to make sure they're not maxed out at their capacity by having too much day sleep and then cut short at night time or not getting enough day sleep and the whole sleep routine becomes disrupted because of those stress levels increasing. So have a bit of a look at that. I can definitely help you point you in the right direction of um, I have some routine resources and awake windows and all of those information type things that you may need if your little one has gotten a bit older and you're unsure if they're on the right routine or um, if their awake windows are a bit off. Another really key factor is to make Make sure that you do not push out bedtime thinking that if my baby goes to bed an hour later, maybe they'll rise an hour later. This can actually work in reverse. As I was just talking about the stress levels, if you try and put your baby to bed later and that last awake window for the day is suddenly longer, their stress levels do increase and it actually can make all of their night sleep much more disruptive and it can actually make them wake up at the same time or even earlier. So please do not think that if you put put your baby to bed an hour later that they will rise an hour later. It just doesn't work like that. So that's one thing that I would highly recommend you don't do because all you are really doing is creating a really long awake window before they go to bed and causing that overtiredness factor, which just upsets everything in relation to their sleep. So I always say, try and avoid the overtiredness factor like the plague. Anything that you can do to try not to contribute to becoming overtired will be more beneficial for your little ones. So you would be much better off, especially if you've got a baby on the younger side, you'd be much better off to put a little short cat nap in between, say, if they've had a lunchtime nap and their bedtime's going to be a little bit too far away, you're not looking to stretch out their bedtime, you'd be better off to just put a little 15-minute power nap in there so that they're not 
they're not awake for longer because they've got that, it's broken up by that little nap in between, say, at 4, 4.45 p.m. or something like that, just a quick 15 minutes to get them through to a reasonable bedtime as opposed to just push out their bedtime. So you can consider popping in a late afternoon, even if it's just a quick pram walk around the block, just to close their eyes or even rest for that time and then get them to a reasonable bedtime and see if the, the um, early rising sorts itself out that way. Um and in terms of if you are, if you've tried all of these things, if you feel like the routine and awake windows are spot on, the sleep environment's spot on, you feel like you've sort of tried, you've fixed everything that can be fixed, but you're still having an early rising, um, an early riser, should I say. So a couple of little strategies that I do recommend to tackle, and sometimes it can just be a point in time um, and it will usually sort itself out with a couple of other things, but try not to feed your baby as soon as it wakes up. Um, if, if it is waking up at five o'clock in the morning, try not to just think, okay, we're up for the day. I'll feed bubs, get them up. The day's sort of starting. Keep your baby in their dark room for as long as you possibly can. Keep them, Leave them to their own devices. If they're just rolling around awake and chatting to themselves, leave them to it. Sometimes the minute you enter the room, um, it can, it's very easy to overstimulate a baby at that hour. Their sleep pressure is starting to wear off. Um, it can be very difficult to get them back to sleep, especially if you do enter. So try not to feed them straight away. Try not to go in there straight away. Of course, if they're upset, absolutely. But um, leave them to their own devices for as long as possible because it's still really positive even if you can keep them in their dark room for that period of time. And let's just say they've woken at five and what you would be aiming for is 6 a.m. As a, as a wake time. If you're able to keep them in that dark room for that period of time, it can really go a long way in showing them you're not reinforcing that early rise because they're kind of not getting anything from it. They're not getting fed straight away. They're not getting up straight away. If you're able to leave them with, even if it's just incremental pop-ins to check in if you feel you need to, if they're getting a little bit upset, do that. But um, it, it just really goes a long way into not reinforcing the early rise. And with time, it can actually show them that it's not time to get up for the day yet. So that's a really positive thing that you can do if you are experiencing early rising and that you feel like you've sort of tried all of the quick wins and that's not, not changing anything for you. So like I said, attending to bubs straight away the minute they open their eyes, it is very easy to overstimulate a baby at that hour of the morning when their sleep pressure is very low. They've basically slept a full night, so you might have difficulty getting them back to sleep if you do enter. A um, couple of little strategies there. Another one, if you feel like, again, you've tried everything and you're still not having much success, can be the preemptive strike or the rouse to sleep approach. So if you have a baby that's waking pretty consistently, early um, but at a reasonably consistent time that you could estimate kind of what's happening 5am I like to pick on because it's a very common one the preemptive strike what you would do is you would aim for around 30 to 60 minutes before what their habitual early rise has been so if we go with the 5am somewhere between 4 and 4 30 you would go you would either enter very quietly or another little approach could be just to make some shushing sounds over the monitor if you are able to use your voice over the monitor into their room what you're aiming to do is rouse them out of their current sleep cycle and move them into the next so if you were to enter a room which I would recommend doing something over the monitor if you have the ability if you have the functionality to do that you can just do some gentle shushing enough to make them sort of they might flicker their eyes they might move their arm I know I did it with my little boy he sort of moved his head from side to side when he was 
kind of coming out of that sleep cycle that he was currently in and moving into the next. So whatever you feel is the best approach with what your setup is to be able to gently just kind of nudge them so that they rouse but not fully wake. Um, This you will need to stick with for a few days to see if it's been successful for you because you might have success one day and not the next. It's that sort of timing thing and and obviously it's very easy to overdo it and accidentally wake them up. So you need to be sort of tread with caution. But um, a really good start could be the monitor if you do have that um, ability to do that over the monitor. So like I said, you are aiming to just rouse them, not fully wake them, hopefully not see you if you do actually choose to enter the room, move them through um, slightly rousing them from one sleep cycle and moving them into the next. And this can actually extend the sleep that you're getting. So if you did it, say, half an hour, if you did it at 4.30 and they habitually are waking at 5, you might suddenly get, even if it's just that little bit more to start with because they've started a whole new sleep cycle, sometimes they can all of a sudden consolidate another couple together. So it's just one that I really like to mention to parents because it's sort of one that isn't often spoken about as a way to tackle early rising and it's also one that can be very successful if you stick with it consistently and and it can help show your little one that it is time to to stay asleep so keep that in mind if you feel like you've um sort of turned every corner and you're not having much success have a look at the the preemptive strike and um see if you have any success that way so after all of this, what can sometimes be the underlying reason for your little one waking at five? It might be the last sequence of a number of overnight wakes that you're having and experiencing overnight. And this might be down to your little one's inability to self-settle or fall asleep independently. So the 5am wake might be just the last one after a number of wakes beforehand. So if you've looked at the day routine, if you feel like you've got everything possible possible in order that you can, sometimes it can just be down to the fact that your little one is is not yet able to fall asleep and stay asleep independently. So they're waking at five and then turning to you again, just like they did at say 2am to help get back to sleep. So a lot of early rising can, will sort of, will kind of sort itself out either with a routine awake window tweak or by teaching your little one to self-settle. So if you are yet to embark on the journey to teach your little one to self-settle, if you feel ready, if you're if you're looking for that change, it can be a really good time to start doing that because often then the early rise, among other things, will start to sort itself out. So if they're just waking and it's like, a, like I said, after a number of wakes and the 5am is just another one to add into the mix, they might just be turning to you to get them back to sleep because they know no other way, whether that's by feeding or rocking or nursing or bouncing or whatever that looks like shushing um it can be a really good time to to start thinking about that and like I said between teaching a little one to self-settle or um, having a tweak with the routine or awake window often the early rise will start to sort itself out as those types of things start to become a bit more in order for your baby so hopefully there's some little strategies that you can implement straight away you can start thinking about what might be applicable to your little one straight away and take on some of those tips and tricks and put that into practice and see what works and I did want to remind you So if you haven't been following along on our Instagram, I have just last week launched Sleep Magic Academy, which I'm really excited about. It's our very first self-paced course program for parents to teach little ones the skill of self-settling and nail night sleep. So it is all bite-sized video content, really easy to digest. You can do it in those tiny little pockets of time that you have um, to be able to 
teach your little one the skill of self-settling, nail night sleep. I'm talking on video, so it's really easy to just pop a video on, pause it, move on to the next one when you have time. It's about 90 minutes of video content going through all of the steps. I have taken all of the experience from my one-on-one clients and put it into a beautiful course program so that it's really accessible for so many parents out there who just need to tackle the art of self-settling. So I would love for you to have a look at that if you're at the point where you feel like you need to make some changes to the way your little one falls asleep. If you're finding that what you're doing is currently unsustainable, jump on. I will put it in the show notes so that you can have a look at Sleep Magic Academy and absolutely um, master self-settling and nail night sleep and get everything in order that you possibly can because that, that can often be the, the, the key to early rising. So uh, thank you so much for listening today, guys. I hope you've really enjoyed the episode and I will chat to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I really hope you got a lot of strategies to take away and apply to your little one. As always, we're always open for a chat, so please find us on Facebook or Instagram at Sleeps and Leaps. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode.